Welcome to Day Zero Update for September 26, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Logie. And I'm Brandon Parkin. Yeah, still a two-person uh, crew this week. Yeah. As Dan Reb continues to do some traveling. Yeah. Now that, you know, he's vaccinated and all and doesn't have to worry so much about uh, quarantine and shit. Yeah, he's like, screw it. <laughs> I'm out. Hopefully we should see him next week. Yeah. Uh yeah, kind of like last week, there's not a ton of news, but we did have a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. It brought with it a bunch of stuff to uh, at least acknowledge, if not talk about. Yeah. So we'll get to that stuff here a little bit later, but we got some dates and stuff that was announced. Yeah. Uh, and we got a new update for the Activision Blizzard stuff. Yeah. We'll have to talk about, so there's that, and that's kind of it mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, so... We'll get to that stuff in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we do, we'll talk about what we've been playing. I will kick it off here uh, talking about uh, Kana, Bridge of Spirits, mm-hmm. as they pronounce it in the game. Uh, yes. That is a new release on the PS5, PS4, PC. Mm-hmm. I believe it's $40 for that, uh, which seems like a pretty good price from what I've played. I did a stream on Friday night. Mm-hmm. So to show that off played uh, about two hours or so mm. uh, and besides some of the audio issues which is purely for my stream end uh the game itself is really quite good mm-hmm. like it so far uh it is an action adventure game uh with some light puzzle solving i haven't seen anything too complicated just yet mm-hmm. but uh there's a good bit of action to it as you run into these sort of uh fight arenas uh, mm-hmm. Where you see these enemies just sort of spawn, uh, you're ultimately combating this sort of corruption that is bringing these like little golem creatures to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at a certain point, you kind of uh, beat enough enemies that you can kind of send your uh, little rot buddies or these mm-hmm. uh, these little cute little I don't know sprite dudes that can that you can hang out with. Uh, and use them in combat as a means of like stunning an enemy mm-hmm. uh, for a bit to do some, they'll do some damage to it as well. Uh, but kind of just stops them in their tracks. At least once they, you fill up their, it's like a, a courage meter kind of, they kind of yeah. get scared at the start of a fight, uh, the way that it is sort of presented. Uh, so you can uh, get some drops to fill up that meter, but you can also just do, uh, some good uh, hits to fill it up as well. Uh, that uh, just basically lets you do that, or uh, the plant that has corruption in that area usually has like a thing that you can send them onto it, and then you use your your shield light to uh, sort of uh, get rid of all the corruption in that area, mm-hmm. or allow you to continue on that kind of thing. Uh, some areas you get this weird thing it's called I forget what it's called it's like a spirit tier it's mm-hmm. like that where you can transform your rot buddies into like this weird like slug that can uh, crawl around yeah use it to destroy more of the corruption as well as uh, revive certain uh, like statues mm-hmm. to get further get some currency uh, and with those uh, little rot dudes, you can kind of uh, buy hats for them. 
Mm-hmm. That is uh, a pretty cute thing to do. Uh, the shop has a bunch of them. Like right now, I've got probably like 10 or so unlocked, a couple that are story-related mm-hmm. uh, with some of the the masks that I've seen and acquired. Uh, others are just like, uh, here's like a pot on its head or mm-hmm. you know, some berries or you know flour or whatever, uh, that kind of stuff. So you can just buy them to put on their heads. You can even specifically, you know, unequip, equip them, whatever. Uh, I have a ton of money for that stuff. Uh, for some reason, though, I'm not really using a lot of it on the the more expensive ones. The, mm-hmm. the ones that are very story related are more expensive, but a lot of the other ones are like ten, uh, whatever this currency is called, ten of that, uh, versus the others being like a hundred or hundred or five hundred, something like that. Mm-hmm. So a little bit weird, but uh, it's uh, it's like a nice little cute element to the game that is uh, pretty cool. But yeah, the game itself kind of a lot of fighting, uh, exploring these areas, yeah, looking for the the various kind of collectible type things. It'll show you like in this area there's you know a certain amount of rot to find to add your crew, mm-hmm. uh, hats to find. Flower shrines, chests. Mm-hmm. How how um how long would you say the game is? Like how much how much mileage are you getting out of it? Uh, so far I put maybe about three hours in. Ah. And it feels like a fairly big game. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be like thirty or forty, but it could probably be like mm-hmm. fifteen to twenty hours. Uh, for that, because mm-hmm. uh, I've done. Uh, a, a bit of the first big quest where you mm. kind of get through the first big boss, then you, uh, where you've unlocked the, uh, the bow form for your shield. And that's like the, the third of the four forms that you use mm-hmm. with the shield. There's like the, or the, the staff you have, uh, there's the shield, the staff and the, the bow mm-hmm. that are kind of your things. And along the way you're earning the, a second currency, I think that's called Karma, that you use to upgrade that mm-hmm. stuff to buy, you know, new abilities for it. Uh, I got like new combos for the the staff, so you can have like running attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is nice. Uh, and there's some more rot specific ones. It gives me the ability to create like a a rot hammer for a big attack. That kind of stuff, ways to you know start the fight with like a a rot action, so you don't have to necessarily uh, do combat or whatever to get to use that interruptibility, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a nice bit of stuff there. It's nothing too complicated. It's like a handful of things per per item per form, I guess. Uh, mm. But yeah, that's the the one there. The map kind of does a good job of showing you. Uh, what you're kind of looking for in certain areas mm-hmm. uh, as far as, you know, the, the various kind of collectibles and stuff to do. Uh, so far as I've seen, it doesn't necessarily have anything just yet to tell you where everything is at, but uh, you do find these like little warp points that let you just kind of warp around. Uh, so if you're trying to get all that stuff, you know, you got some fair bit of freedom to explore at least once you get through that first big boss which was a tough boss uh it's a wood knight i think it was called 
that has some pretty powerful attacks that can fuck you up, uh, especially as you're sort of learning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, made a, a good bit of progress in that game. The story seems pretty decent as there is uh, there's sort of this, I don't know what they call you, like a a spirit person that is able mm-hmm. to help uh, these spirits that have masks that they yeah. they kind of keep on them if they are still have business to do before they pass on. Uh, and there are, and he talks about the beginning, like, oh, you see like masks that are sort of disintegrating because the person has moved on. That kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're dealing with uh, at least a couple that have unfinished business, but not of a great kind. Yeah. Seem to be very much not handling it well. Uh, so you're kind of dealing with that. But yeah, you get this to this village early on. It has a lot of uh, various paths out of it, but a lot of it is blocked off until you get other masks that let you get through. Mm-hmm. Just some gatekeeping on that kind of uh, way, but yeah, still, still playing it, still enjoying it. Looks really nice. Uh, the the studio's more of a uh, CG animation focused company before this, but they've done a good job of making a game that uh, maybe isn't the most like technically proficient kind of action game, but it's it's pretty good for what it is, mm-hmm. uh, and they have different sort of difficulties uh, for that. If you want, you know, more aggressive enemies, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or if you just want to focus on the story, it'll make that uh, a bit easier for you. Uh, so there's that. And that's kind of the the thing there. Uh, it seems like a, a very fun game. Sort of once I got the bow, it helped kind of unlock things mm-hmm. in a way of like, oh, there's all this stuff that I've been passing. I wasn't sure how to get uh, I'm like oh yeah now I can go do that and I sort of work back to the village and like got a bunch of stuff there bought some hats that kind of stuff uh, so yeah that's that's that I'm looking forward to putting some more time into that uh, that'll be something to put some time in here in the next week or so hopefully uh, right. let's see also been playing Axiom Verge I've beaten it for the first time uh, which was uh, a great, uh, great uh, ending for that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of had a guide to uh, follow along, not necessarily for everything. Just when I got stumped where to go, I looked. It's like, oh, I need to go here. I didn't realize that was a a place to go or something like that. Uh, stuff like that. So uh, wasn't necessarily following it too much, though. I did get some, all of the weapons. I think. Mm-hmm. All the weapons, forms, um, most of the map, and the other items. Yeah. Uh, so the the final fight ended up not being not being that difficult. Uh, and seeing the all the various sort of they're not really weapons because they're it's one gun. Just getting different types of shots and attacks that you can have. So uh, there are definitely some really nice ones in there. Uh, there's ones that just a straight laser beam. Mm-hmm. That you can sort of get some long range attacks on. Though I think the one that I used a lot was uh, what was it? There's a flamethrower that was really cool. Uh, there was uh, a couple others that kind of had some good, 
good distance to it that lets you kind of not necessarily have to deal with enemies up and close as much. Uh, that were pretty nice. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was that's kind of that. I was listening to Montero a lot uh-huh. playing it, so uh, that kind of fit the vibe of the game a good bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's that, and just been playing some Rocket League. Uh, getting into kind of a funk with this game, uh, most just because of the sort of teams I was getting matched into, where we just get walloped in a way that was kind of discouraging uh, for that. So uh, hopefully going to get over that hump. As uh, I'm still enjoying the game a lot, just kind of not uh, running to necessarily the most competent uh, people to be matched with. Uh, but yeah, that's been pretty much it. Brandon, how about you? Uh, well, as for me, I have largely been playing Tales of Arise, uh, which is, of course, the latest Tales game. And as I've said in the past, um, and we'll repeat once a year, um, almost immediately from the very start, this game is a lot darker and grimmer than any of the previous Tales games up to this point. And don't get me wrong, previous Tales games could get pretty dark. Um, especially when they started to seriously go into deconstruction mode about things like player-centric morality or the idea of the chosen one or, you know, the idea of prophecy or stuff like that. And, you know, that's all pretty dark. What makes this game particularly dark is the fact that it's very heavy on themes of colonialism and revolution <laughs> which is hard to just use like wait what um the basic sort of idea of the game is that um there's these two planets called renan and donna and uh about a couple hundred years before the game starts the people of the planet renna end up invading the planet of donna for reasons that are not incredibly uh well told until later um that where they essentially enslave all the people of donna all mostly suppress and completely destroy their culture they and their past and essentially they enslave all the people of donna so that they can produce astral energy um for that can then be used for what are called astral arts which are the tales games version of magic um and then this one guy who originally he's called Iron Mask, but eventually you find out his real name is Alfin, is just decides he had enough of it, and so he fights back, and he ends up joining up with the local uh, resistance group called the Crimson Crows, and they fight back, and they overthrow the Lord of the Realm, and you know, then. He decides, you know what, we're going to keep doing this uh, for the next uh, other four parts of Donna. Um, and during that time, he also meets this woman named Shion, who's a, also a Renan, who for reasons she doesn't really describe until later, has come to Donna specifically to uh, kill the other lords um, in order to get their... Uh, I forget what they're called. We'll just call them the MacGuffins <laughs> for right now. But basically... They're these little orbs that uh, are made of concentrated astral energy and can be used to grant very powerful astral arts to anyone who's wielding them. 
and it it every one of the realms that you come in contact with the way that the renans dominate the dominance is explored in different aspects because they all do it in different ways uh for the first realm that you're in uh the the random lord basically dominates through sheer brutality like he's essentially like a barbarian sort of genghis khan type figure who literally keeps his realm in perpetual fire and ash just because he loves the aesthetic of it. Then you go on to the next one, and that one, instead of ruling through sheer brutality, he rules through uh, secret police um, and an informant system where if Donnans inform on other Donnans, they can get paid very handsomely by the government. Uh, Then you go to the third one, and you end up coming on with coming in contact with this guy named Dolahim, who's the lord of this particular realm. But the difference is, unlike the other two, he has actually abolished the slavery system, and all of the Donans in his realm are, at least on paper, uh, enjoy full equality with the Renans there. And they're all paid well, they get time off and medical attention and stuff like that. But the problem is, they are still essentially, even though it's they're in much better conditions, they are still essentially slaves. And once you look underneath it, you start to realize that there's a lot of awful shit happening that Dolahim doesn't actually know about. And the game just gets darker from there. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's an amazing game. I absolutely recommend it. Um, I, if... I'm actually still not sure who it is that's doing all the, uh, who's doing the review, if it's Dan Rub or me, but um, expect a review very soon, because the game is awesome, and I gotta talk about it more. Um, other than that, I'm also uh, playing Deltarune, because, you know, Chapter 2 came out for free, and I wanted to explore that, and if you've played Undertale, um, Deltarune is essentially a sort of almost kind of like a parallel world story. A lot of the same characters are there, but a lot of the essential facts have changed. A lot of the essential feet, the story bits are different. Um, and although they all have the same names and ultimately the same personalities, most of them are not the same people that you meet in Undertale. Gameplay-wise, it's very much a combination of, like, the original uh, Undertale use of the bullet hell thing where you have your little red heart avatar that you have to move around from bullets. And uh, also standard, like, you know, turn-based RPG combat. Although, it should be pointed out that just as is the case with the original Undertale, you can do both a violent or pacifist route. And in this case, going the pacifist route will actually help you because there's actually a recruit recruitment mechanic that happens if you end up recruiting all if you end up, you know, sparing all of the enemies you come in contact with, you can actually recruit them to your little town that you've set up um in the in the game. Um and uh, also because, you know, it's a Toby Fox game, you can expect everything that goes with Toby Fox. You know, the, the weirdness, the funny character designs, the parts that are writing that can be hysterically funny or unbelievably depressing, depending on whatever mood you're in. Um, it's good stuff. And uh, finally, I recently finished Psychonauts. Um, and 
which of course now means I got to play the uh, the sequel. <laughs> um, but yeah, the original Psychonauts, um, I think it's aged pretty well, uh, except with the exception of some graphical glitches that were pretty common for games of that era, and some platforming segments that are, I'll be honest, not great. Mostly because of just you know the the platforming is all has is kind of wonky in that game. Thankfully, there isn't a whole lot of it. There isn't a whole lot of platforming in Psychonauts. It's just a couple of areas. Um, yeah, that's uh, what I've been playing. All right, so yeah, let's get to some news. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. First up here, uh, we got a release date for The Good Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swery's new game that got kickstarted a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2019. That... Uh, very much looks like a like like his kind of game. Mm-hmm. We got this kind of sleepy British town that night. Uh, seems like everybody turns into cats or dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are sort of this uh, photographer who's kind of trying to figure out what the hell's going on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as there is a uh, a resident that is found to be murdered. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be out October fifteenth. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be exciting. I should be getting my backer copy uh, around then. All right, let us know how it turns out. Yep. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, you remember the uh, that Disney collection of classic games that came out? I think it was last year. Yep. Yes, I uh, do. That was very controversial based on which version of Aladdin you liked. Yeah. On the Super Nintendo or Genesis. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I decided to rectify that with a new uh, collection called the Disney Classic Games Collection. Mm-hmm. That includes, uh, let's see, that Super Nintendo version of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also includes the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and yep. Sega Mega Drive, I guess the Genesis. Mm-hmm. There, uh, let's see the uh, the demo version for the Genesis, Final Cut version, and Japanese version for the Genesis. All three of those. Uh, let's see Disney's Lion King for the Super Nintendo, Game Boy Color, Game Boy, and Sega Mega Drive, as well as the Japanese Genesis version, mm-hmm. and Disney's The Jungle Book for Super Nintendo, Game Boy, and Genesis. Uh, so, like the previous collection has a rewind feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, for any tough moments there, a watch mode letting you skip ahead to any section of the game. Mm. And also has a uh, a bit of a better look to it with a sharper resolution Yeah, on there. Yeah, they have uh, instruction manuals mm-hmm. in the game itself. Uh, the physical case includes one of the available four mm-hmm. uh, for that. Uh, so yeah, there's also a Physical version for twenty nine ninety nine. Mm. No, okay. I guess this thing is out for twenty nine ninety nine. Owners of the previous collection with Aladdin and Lion King mm-hmm. can buy the more Aladdin and Jungle Book DLC upgrade for nine ninety nine. Okay, mm. this is like an expanded version of that. Okay, I didn't realize that. So that's cool. Uh, get the other games that were not in that original collection. Yeah. Uh, 
which is good because yeah, uh, the big the big thing about then is that licensed games often were split up by platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so different publishers. That's why they had uh, one version of the game of Aladdin in there, not the others, because there were different mm-hmm. publishers, different deals to be made, and obviously mm-hmm. you're gonna be like, well, that I don't like that Genesis version. I grew up with the Super Nintendo version, mm-hmm. so so screw this collection. And now, hey, it's mm-hmm. in there. Well, it also helps that the Super Nintendo version is objectively superior version, but yeah. Like, oh, the Genesis version looks better. It's like, yeah, but yeah, and the SNES version plays better. Yeah, so yeah, there's that. Uh, there's also like a physical edition you can get for these as well. Mm-hmm. It's still kind of weird. It only includes like one retro style instruction manual mm-hmm. in it, not one for each of them. Yeah, like it's a thirty dollar collection. It's not just throwing the damn manuals. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we talked a little bit back that Life is Strange Remastered Collection had been delayed into 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally have a date for that, February 1st, 2022. Mm-hmm. Just shoving it right there into that February hole mm-hmm. of all these releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. At the beginning of the month, you can uh, get those on the uh, like PS4, Xbox, and uh, switch mm-hmm. so you can check those out so there's that yeah uh, those games are absolutely worth playing um, yep if only for once that that first game in particular in spite of its imperfections was still fantastic yeah like I mean it's really kind of cheesy in parts but damn it still hits it still hits a high note yeah, definitely. Uh, some really good moments in there. Mm-hmm. Also some fun, uh, humorous moments as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's uh, get to the next game here. Uh, this is a new announcement. Blossom Tales 2, The Minotaur Prince. Uh, it's a game I, the, the first game is one I talked about a while ago. That is only on the Switch and PC, but is very much a Link to the Past style game made by a studio called Castle Pixel. Uh, very good for uh, what it was doing, because it had like the the caveat of being sort of a, uh, a Princess Bride-style presentation to it, uh, where it's technically a grandfather telling the story to his grandkids before they go to bed, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this time around, Grandpa has a new story. To tell uh, about this, and yeah, sort of uh, in contrast to you know the the Zelda games, uh, the hero here is a girl, mm-hmm. so you get to enjoy that as well. So yeah, that's uh, more of that. They mm-hmm. say no dates for it, just sometime next year, twenty twenty two. So you can keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it for the game stuff, at least outside of the direct. Uh, here we got a neat thing that has happened. Uh, the Hidden Palace, a sort of mm-hmm. video game archival project, has added almost 500 new Xbox and Dreamcast prototype games uh, to its archival 
yeah. uh, site mm-hmm. that you can check out. They added a bunch earlier this year that were a lot of like PS2 mm-hmm. games, uh, uh, prototypes and unreleased demos that you check out. And this is a bunch of Dreamcast stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this was part of some uh, other stories that were coming out. There was some game that had a prototype thing going on where there's like a messed up version of like Luigi mm-hmm. in their game. Uh, obviously hidden mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't normally accessible, but uh, it's a fun little thing to see mm-hmm. uh, there. So yeah, there's a bunch of stuff here to check out, like uh, Psychonauts, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Soul Calibur, uh, a bunch of stuff like that. And so yeah, there's uh, there's some fun stuff to check out there. If you're into that. Uh, last little bit of news here is that uh, Microsoft has gotten Crystal Dynamics to help the initiative on working uh, on the uh, Perfect Dark game. Yeah, the new Perfect Dark. That is, yeah, that that is that is a a franchise I did not see coming back, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of surprising that uh, it's not something the initiative is capable of doing on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, I figured they would have spent a lot of time staffing up to be able to work on this. Yeah, seems like they maybe had some issues in the pandemic possibly doing that. Uh, so they have brought on cr- at least a, a portion of crystal dynamics team to work on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is interesting. I'm curious to see like what kind of state that is in. Cause it seems like a, a move that either means it's still ways off mm-hmm. or somehow is pretty close and needs somebody to help them finish it. Well, I mean, Perfect Dark was also originally a Rare creation, wasn't it? And I mean, I know Rare belongs to Microsoft right now, but yeah, I was thinking, wouldn't you think they'd get involved with it? But I think they're busy at this point. Mm-hmm. They've got at least a few games in development, as well as Sea of Thieves. So mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the things this the new studio is supposed to be. Uh, capable of doing, but it seems like, yeah, they say here that they're still early in development, so it seems like this may be a few more years off. Uh, so that is something uh, you're probably not going to hear about for a while mm-hmm. outside of this weird public news. But I'm guessing they wanted to get ahead of some potential like leaky news or whatever. Possibly. So, yeah, that's a, that's a weird bit of development news. Mm. But yeah, let's uh, let's get to this Activision Blizzard news mm. uh, as uh, part six of these sort of major installments here mm. of this saga. Uh, so yeah, now the uh, SEC, U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, mm. has gotten involved as they are reportedly launching a wide-reaching investigation into Activision Ooh. Blizzard. Yeah, uh, about their the way they've handled their multiple allegations mm-hmm. of sexual harassment, abuse, and toxic behavior that became public following the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing mm-hmm. lawsuit that was filed in July. So that is uh, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Get a federal government 
agency involved in this mm-hmm. now. So that is uh, kind of a bit surprising to to hear mm-hmm. about this. As the Activision spokesperson Helene Klasky confirmed that the Wall Street Wall Street Journal report on this wasn't was indeed correct, uh, mm-hmm. telling the outlet that SEC is focused on quote the company's disclosures regarding employment matters and related issues. She also confirmed that several current and former employees had been subpoenaed by the federal agency. The company is cooperating with the SEC, and it seems like. Uh, potentially one of those is Bobby Kotick, CEO mm-hmm. of Activision Blizzard. Yep. So, hey. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Activision Blizzard responded to these events, claiming that leadership, quote, is deeply committed to making Activision Blizzard one of the best, most inclusive places to work anywhere. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's a thing you should aspire for, but seems like you guys have fallen well short of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't seem... Uh, Coincidental that the chief legal officer of Blizzard has resigned mm-hmm. uh, during the midst of all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire Hart, she announced the news in a LinkedIn post uh, Thursday, saying that this past Friday was her final day. I don't know, this is the Friday before last, mm-hmm. the 17th. Uh, she'd been in the role for three years. After being at Google for a decade, did not cite a reason for a resignation, saying only that the past three years have been full of unexpected twists and turns, but I feel honored to have worked with, met so many great people at Blizzard and across the Activision Blizzard businesses, uh, saying she's looking forward to a short break. So no clue what she might be doing in the future, but mm-hmm. yeah, not great to lose a uh, one of your sort of chief officers. Yeah, and I think this is also like on the cusp of like the director for Overwatch Two jumping ship as well. Yeah, yeah, he had resigned to get a break of his own. Yeah, though I think he had just been recently put into that role as well, so mm-hmm. not necessarily uh, a long-term position for that. So yeah, not some great oh, news for Activision Blizzard, but oh yeah. But yeah, let's get to something uh, a little more entertaining here. The Nintendo mm-hmm. Direct yep. that came out of nowhere. Yep. Uh, they announced, I think, Wednesday uh, then uh, that it was going to be starting on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Sort of evening here. I think it was 6 o'clock our time. Yep. Uh, Danner and I did a video about this where we watched it. Uh, we did not catch the the live stream, so we kind of watched the archive mm-hmm. a bit to do that. Uh, so you can check that out on our YouTube. Uh, we'll kind of work through this list. Uh, some of the stuff is just basic dates and stuff and such, though. So, but we will work our way through it here. Uh, they said this direct was focused on winter games mm-hmm. for the most part, and immediately announced a expansion for Monster Hunter Rise that comes out in the summer mm-hmm. of 2022. So. Already a great start on this whole winter thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Sunbreak. Uh, the launch of this will be when the PC version is out mm-hmm. uh, for those people. So they will be able to get the game itself, Monster Hunter Rise and the Sunbreak mm-hmm. then. So there's that. Uh, neat way to open it up. Mm. Uh, but not really a huge surprise after 
uh, Monster Hunter World got the Iceborne expansion mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Uh, let's see. They showed off three new boards for Monster, uh, Mario Party Superstars, mm-hmm. which is out October 29th. Mm. Uh, so there's that. Uh, let's see. Then they announced a... It's not really a new game because I think it got announced a few weeks ago, technically. But it is the new uh, Yoko Taro game. Mm-hmm. Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars. Yep. Very weird name. Uh-huh. But it is kind of a card-based like RPG. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it's designed kind of like a tabletop game. Yep. That has various sort of RPG aspects to it as well. It's a bit of a weird mm-hmm. thing, but if you want to check it out, there's a demo out now on the PS4, Switch, and PC. Uh, yeah. It's all on all of those. You can check that out. That is uh, out October 28th. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, one of the, the neat sort of surprises there. I'm mm. not sure if it's a, a $60 game or not. I don't know. the No, $30. Okay, that's yeah. Neat. I am expecting that this game will be really cutesy on the surface and underneath will be a horrifying existential nightmare. Which is pretty far for the course for a Yoko Taro joint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah, they let's see. It says here this product is also included in other bundles sold separately. Oh, okay, they're selling some DLC at launch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like new art sets for the cards or whatever. Yeah. Some music and some stuff like that. Yeah. So you can get like a $38 version mm-hmm. that includes all the DLC with it, which I guess you could do if you're willing yeah, to Yeah, that's what up. you want to do. <laughs> the option is there. Yeah, there's like some stuff that is patterned after Emil. Yeah. Near. Mm-hmm. Not sure there's any other near stuff in here as well. Oh, you can, there's a pixel art set DLC. It replaces all character and enemy illustrations with pixel art. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah, so there's a thing. They're all like $1 to $3 DLC, so it's nothing too uh, bank-breaking. But mm-hmm. if you want it, you can get it. Uh, let's see. Then they showed off Disco Elysium, the final cut for the Switch, which is out o- October 12th. Get it. Physical get version's it, out early 2022. Mm-hmm. This looked very rough for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, having played the, the PS5 version, it looked like uh, maybe that with the resolution being way low. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things looked a lot fuzzier and all that, which... And that's not like ruin it, but it was like, oh, I don't remember this game looking like this. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, it's the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's not necessarily a technically demanding game. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we got our uh, legally required Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity segment about the mm-hmm. expansion pass. Yep. Now showing off new content for Wave 2. Mm-hmm. That is also going to be out October 29th. Mm-hmm. So far, five games, all five are not releasing in the winter time frame that this Direct has been announced for. Mm-hmm. Uh, October is not the winter. I think it's December to February. Mm. Is the way the industry re- refers to that stuff. Uh, let's see. Then we got another surprise. Chocobo GP. We get a new Chocobo racing game for the first time since the PS1. Mm-hmm. 
this one is a Switch exclusive out next year at some point. It's a kart racing game, but with Chocobos and other Final Fantasy characters in it. Mm-hmm. Looks very much like that. So there you go. Uh, here's another trend announcing other streams in this direct stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to announce the final character for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate on October 5th. Yep. So you can uh, not get angry at this direct because of whatever character that is. Yeah. Uh, you can do that in another week or so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the Tuesday after next. So Yeah. There you go. Uh, then they announced a big new game, Kirby mm-hmm. and the Forgotten Land. Yeah, a full-on 3D Kirby game. Yeah. Yeah, not like 3D as in the graphics are in 3D. Uh, 3D as in there are 3D spaces for Kirby to explore. Mm-hmm. It's no longer moving on a 2D plane. He can sort of roam around this uh, weird-looking uh, sort of post-apocalyptic kind of city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's that, what sort of apocalypse. Maybe the game page mentions anything here. I don't know. As but... you discover a mysterious world with abandoned structures from a past civilization, like a shopping mall. Okay, these he comes like a an Earth after the humans are gone. I guess. But I guess <laughs> all the familiar Kirby enemies are here. Yeah. Somehow. Uh you can swallow the the sword dude and become like a link. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the magic dudes and all that. Somehow, all the Kirby enemies have shown up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. Yeah, you copy the enemies' abilities and all that. Mm. Uh, which would be interesting to see how uh, they design this sort of game around Kirby's abilities. Yeah, his his games, while they are are platformers, they're very much easy on the surface and the mm-hmm. The complexity is in trying to get all of the collectibles and such that are mm-hmm. in the stages, some of which require you to, like maybe in the previous stage, uh, swallow up a specific dude to get an ability that lets you mm-hmm. unlock that area in the next stage, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of where the challenge is. Uh, so how do you do that in a 3D space? But it looks uh, pretty nice for what it is. Yeah. We'll we'll see. I mean, I'm wondering if this is like 3D in the way that like Super Mario 3D World was 3D, or if it's 3D like Mario Odyssey. No, we didn't see that much of that game. Yeah, uh, it's um, just a a quick little video showing him running around 3D spaces, so that you understood that this isn't a 2D mm-hmm. game. Yeah, any kind. We'll see. I guess it it definitely yeah. looks good. Yep. Definitely interesting, and I am definitely wondering like where this weird post-apocalypse part comes into the Kirby lore, if such exists. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a case of the, the superstar has stranded him on this Earth-like planet. Mm-hmm. Well, after humans are gone, or at least in this one area. Mm-hmm. It seems like a floating city of sorts, maybe. Mm-hmm. So who the fuck knows? But yeah, that'll be out spring 2022. So yeah, that's that's exciting. Let's see the next game. Oh yeah, and they did the the Smash Brothers thing and said like, hey, you like Animal Crossing's New Horizon? You mm-hmm. want some more content? Yeah. Well, 
we'll have a specific direct for the game in October. <laughs> show you more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did say there would be new uh, update coming in November with some new stuff in it. So mm-hmm. you'll learn some of that in the direct. What that is going to have to offer. But it was uh, very weird to do that twice pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're going to show you some new stuff about this game, but not here. Mm. Come back in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got uh, another thing for Mario Golf Super Rush. Talking about what's in the second free update. Mm-hmm. Some new content there, including a ninja character. Mm. Uh, the weird little ninja dudes that yeah. up in, I forget what game. It would have been in at some point. Uh, let's see. They showed off Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition. Uh, so another one of those games that's out sometime this holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they said, hey, let's put Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic out on the Switch. For... Uh, I think it's the updated mobile version. Yeah. Uh, that has like widescreen support that somehow isn't in the PC version. Yeah. At this point, but... You can play the old old version of that game. Yeah, if you want. Not that the yeah. game has aged terribly well, but... Yeah, it's uh, it'll be out November 11th. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see if it's got a price yet or not. Uh, let's see, where's it? There it is. Mm, 15 bucks. That's not mm. too bad. <laughs> terribly, no. But it's surprising that they are putting this out only on the Switch. Mm. Now, like this uh, somewhat enhanced version on the uh, like the PS4, uh, Xbox, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And there's that like old Xbox version, but I imagine people would like to have a version that has like achievements in it. Mm-hmm. Something like that, but mm. who knows? So there is that. Oh, it's 16 gigs. 15.6 gigs. Wow. That's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then they showed off some Dying Light 2 Stay Human. Mm-hmm. Uh, revealed that it's running on the Switch as the cloud version. Mm. So there'll be a demo launch when it's out February 4th, 2022, alongside the other versions. So mm. there you go. You can play that on a Switch in a way that's maybe not the best way to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also revealed that Dying Light Platinum Edition, the sort of ultimate edition of that game that came out earlier this year on the other consoles, is going to be out on the Switch October 19th. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see where that began, you can check that out. Mm. And then we start going into uh, some of the more interesting stuff here. Mm-hmm. They revealed that Project Triangle Strategy is now named Triangle Strategy. Yep. That is out March 4th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, that is one of those games we've been really anticipating. Um, it's got a lot of the same sort of graphical and stylistic qualities of Octopath Traveler, but this time in the form of a strategy RPG or a simulation RPG. And yeah. it looks like it's also got a heavy um, Fire Emblem influence as well, which is all absolutely perfect in my book. So, Yeah, so... Yeah, you can uh, check that out. Uh, I think there also might be a demo that is out now as well. This might be mm-hmm. the one that came out earlier this year that they took a survey about. So they also put a 
news posts about like all oh, the the changes they made as a result of feedback from that demo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can play that demo and sort of see what their take on like a uh, strategy RPG is. Mm-hmm. Or that. So there's that, and then they announced the one of the big things here. Yeah, uh, Nintendo Switch Online, a uh, mm-hmm. big thing, especially for its Super Nintendo and NES games. Yep, is finally getting what they call an expansion pack, mm-hmm. meaning it'll cost more to get Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think they've said it's going to be coming sometime in October. I think. Yeah, no real news on what the price is mm-hmm. for that. Uh, but they did also reveal that, much like they have currently on Nintendo Switch Online, mm-hmm. uh, you can purchase controllers. Nintendo 64 yep. and Genesis controllers, the three-button controllers. Mm-hmm. At least here in the West, in Japan, they're selling six-button version of the Genesis controller there. Yeah. So us Westerners only get three buttons on our controller. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the uh, I think each of those is forty nine and ninety nine each. Mm. For that which is pretty expensive when the Super Nintendo controller is only twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, uh, the NES ones were a bit more expensive at sixty bucks, but they also mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if they function like it, but they are essentially treated like Joy Cons of sorts. Mm-hmm. That's how you charge them. But the yeah, the Super Nintendo controller mm-hmm. is more of a standalone thing though yeah it doesn't have like home or screenshot buttons on it mm-hmm. so you're kind of uh unable to use it like a normal controller at least mm-hmm. being able to get out of a game yeah easily. so that's kind of the the downside of that and these don't seem to have any big changes on that front so mm-hmm. that's pretty expensive for replicas of let's say a not very good controller like the n64 controller yeah, uh, I would say that freely, mm-hmm. especially uh, seeing an up close shot of this. Realizing that the A and B buttons have the A and B not centered on them. Mm-hmm. You're like, why is this? This looks like you guys accidentally sold bootlegs as your uh, default controller. Yeah, so every other button is centered with the icon in it for it mm-hmm. and yeah that'll be uh, something I don't partake in I'm not going to get those controllers mm-hmm. you might check out the service because the, the games they showed off are pretty interesting uh, for the 64 uh, these are ones that they announced for launch mm-hmm. of the service Super Mario 64 that's a no brainer <laughs> yeah though people paid for a version of this earlier this year or no mm-hmm. last year October, just over a year ago, or just mm. under a year ago. No, under a year ago, yeah. Well, then months ago, people bought a better version of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Mario Kart 64. Mm. Sure, I, I didn't like that version, but whatever. Yeah. Star Fox 64. Yep. Uh, there's that. Uh, let's see, Yoshi Story, so people can actually learn how to play that game. Because from what I have read, it's a very easy game to quote-unquote beat. Mm-hmm. But you're not actually beating it. Because you have to 
do all the collectible stuff in it to unlock the other stages. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those weird games. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's Ocarina of Time. The Legend mm-hmm. of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Always. Win back. The weirdest game to add in this collection. Win back. Well, I mean, these types of collections, they always one offbeat one. Yeah, this is the only one that's not Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That's a Koei Tecmo game that at least historically has some value because Winback is the game people cite as being the first with the cover system mm-hmm. for a third-person shooter. Mm. Uh, so there's that, but I don't think the N64 version was the, the better version of that game. I guess the PS2 version. Yeah. But it's also not a game people think about except for weirdos. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, there's Mario Tennis. Sure. Dr. Mario 64. Also sure. And Sit and Punishment. Yep. As like the deep cuts, because that game never got released in the West. Uh, but they have made a mock box art for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that. That was actually, that was a, uh, that game was actually a treasure joint. So that's like one of the small number of games treasure made that actually never got over here. Weirdly yeah. Enough. Yeah. So that's kind of that they did talk about, uh, games that'll be coming after launch, which ironically enough, they don't have listed here at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have to look up another list for that, but I'll see what I can find for that. But then the Genesis list has uh, quite a bit more games on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, there's Castlevania Bloodlines, mm-hmm. Contra Hardcore, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the uh, Echo the Dolphin. Yep. Uh, Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes. Mm-hmm. This is Musha. Yep. I'm not sure what that is. Do you know, Brandon? Uh, let me see. Looks like it's probably a shmup or a sh- uh, an RPG of some kind. Let me see here. Let me see. Um... But yeah, other than that, there's uh, Fantasy Star 4. There is Ristar. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, there's a Shining Force game. I'm not sure which one. Uh, does this seem to suggest it's the original one? Yeah, it's the original. There's uh, Shinobi Three. Usha is a uh, is a top down shoot 'em up. Yeah, yeah. I figured that. There's two different kinds of games that mm-hmm. it would be for people that don't know it is either a shmup or an RPG. Mm-hmm. So there's that uh, Shinobi Three. There's Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Because all really don't. I don't know why you wouldn't start with the first one, but whatever. Because the first one is not that good compared to Sonic 2. Also, the series didn't really take off until Sonic 2 anyway. Sure, but usually start with the first game. Yeah, but they also have Streets of Rage 2 here. and Yeah, again, also weird. Uh, as well as like Shinobi 3 instead of starting with the earlier ones. I don't mm-hmm. know if they were on... Those were Master System or Genesis games, I don't know. Mm. Uh, then there's Strider. Yep, one of the the fifty versions of that game that came out on the various platforms because mm-hmm. they kept porting them. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it was originally an arcade game, and uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah, the versions are all different in different ways. Mm-hmm. 
it seems like in Japan, Genesis, the Genesis app gets Puyo Puyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, mean Bean Machine. Okay, yeah, because it's because Mean Bean Machine has Puyo Puyo, but that yeah. Sonic themed to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that makes sense, though. I don't know, but okay. So here's the other games that are coming after launch that they announced. There's The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask. Mm-hmm. There's Mario Golf, Pokemon Snap. F-Zero X, which is a surprise. They acknowledge mm-hmm. F-Zero exists in any form. At least after the original on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Kirby 64, The Crystal Stars, which is a very good game. Yep. There's Paper Mario, also a good game. Mm-hmm. Banjo-Kazooie, so they yeah. deal with Microsoft there. Yep. And I guess in Japan, you can get Custom Robo and Custom Robo V2. Yep. Those are that's a franchise that never really made it over here. Yeah, I mean there was one installment that made it over here. I think for the, I want to say the Wii U, but that's it. They also announced that the four-player games in the service for the N64 are going to be able to be played online. Mm -hmm. I think it's similar. I assume it's similar to. The uh, the stuff for the NES or Super Nintendo mm-hmm. games, which means if the game didn't, uh, or that the games don't have any sort of specific online services like matchmaking or anything, mm-hmm. so you have to have people on your friends list that want to play, and you obviously have to coordinate all this stuff outside of the Switch ecosystem because mm-hmm. it does not allow it. Uh, you have to specifically like invite them to play it. Uh, so if you want to play, they would be like Mario Kart, Star Fox. What mm-hmm. else? Mario Tennis, maybe Dr. Mario. Yeah. And probably maybe with Gar- Mario Golf, maybe F-Zero and the other ones that were announced mm-hmm. would have it. So there's that. So... Neat that they're adding on to it. I'm not sure what the price would be for this. They said they'll be revealing more on that in late October. Mm. So who knows what sort of increase that would be. If it would fit the the way that the service kind of is priced, where it'd be like maybe like a ten dollar tier to add to it, so you'd be a thirty dollar tier for this. Yeah. For both both uh NES, Super Nintendo, that tier in the N64, mm-hmm. and Genesis tier. I don't know. So they're trying to go like $20 more or $15 more. That might be a tougher sell. Um, I'd be also be curious to see like what kind of uh, graphical improvements there might be, even though I'm not expecting much on that front. Because, yeah, like The Legend of Zelda, Star Fox 64, probably going to look a bit rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, blocky textures and all that, so... It's at least interesting, something new, other than just announcing a random batch of games for the NES and Super Nintendo, most of which nobody's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. So, at least they're doing something with that, but I'll be curious to see what more details on that next month. Yeah. Let's see, then they went and had a montage of sorts showing off Shadowrun Trilogy coming next year. Yeah. Uh, for those who are wondering which specific track Shadowrun, it's the recent ones for the PC. 
Yeah, Shadowrun uh, Returns, Shadowrun Dragonfall Director's Cut, and Shadowrun Hong Kong Extended Edition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is funny, because there's actually an old, and a lot of people don't remember this, a really good uh, old version of Shadowrun that came out for the SNES many years ago. And I don't know if it's on their their online games. Um, I don't think so. Uh, I'm surprised not, because, I mean, the game was legitimately really good. I don't know if there's any specific... Let me check. Let me check there. Yeah, it's possible that there was, like, a rights thing involved. Let me see. Let me check the games. uh, Theme Software developed it. Data East published it. Yeah. So maybe it's tied up in the Data East stuff. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, it's not on here. So it, yeah, I think it is like tied up with all the Data East stuff. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's... Uh, that's an interesting thing to put on there. Definitely one of those that's very much a uh, small font kind of game. That maybe not great to play handheld. But, yeah, no real details outside of just that but uh then they confirmed that a collection of castlevania games from the gba is coming that has been slowly leaking for the past few weeks Mm -hmm. uh in evidence that existed the castlevania advanced collection Mm -hmm. uh, add-on everything ps4 xbox one switch and pc Mm -hmm. it's out now uh 20 bucks for that trying to see what all the games are on that there it is. That includes, let's see, Castlevania Circle of the Moon, whose style is entirely based on the launch Game Boy Advance. Yep. As their that thing did not have very good uh, lighting for, or any lighting for the screen, so it needed to adapt its art style to make it work in you know various light situations you might be in with the portable system. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that came after kind of uh, changed things a little bit because they did not have to rely so much on that because I think the SP might have been out by that time. Yeah. There's Harmony of Dissonance and Aria of Sorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, games that people like a lot. I've not played much of any of these. Uh, and also in there is Castlevania Dracula X for the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reimagining of Rondo of Blood. Yeah. Instead of, instead of bringing that game over, just like, I will remake it. Even though Rondo of Blood is also readily available now. <laughs> yeah, now, but back then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That was what a TG16 game? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on a system that probably fewer than a thousand people in this country owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, not very uh, extenuous. Yeah, PC Engine Super CD-ROM 2 system. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that whole mess of things I just said mm-hmm. that everybody announces. Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. Limited Ground Games announced an English release mm-hmm. for the Turbo Duo version. You know, getting into popular platforms like the Turbo Duo. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's all that. So that's neat that that's finally happening. Now people are like, oh, what about the DS games? It's mm. like, what about them? They're fucking DS games. They're be hard to adapt them to modern controllers and systems. Uh, well, as far as the controllers, not too much. 
but graphically it would be kind of yeah, black by a modern standard. The the DS ones were actually not bad because they were basically uh, retreads of Symphony of the Night. That's what um, all these GBA games were too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, hey, what if we make a game like that, but maybe like a couple new things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those DS ones had at least some touch screen things to them. Mm-hmm. But then maybe they find another way of just auto doing it instead of mm-hmm. force people to draw stuff with an analog stick mm-hmm. or whatever. But then uh, they followed up this Castlevania collection with Act Razor Renaissance. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, people like Act Razor. We don't, but people do. Yeah. Uh, we forgot it existed. Never brought well, it anything. Well, I mean, it, it was originally a quintet property and kind of went with them. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's got released on one of the virtual consoles, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it did. Never appeared again. Mm-hmm. But they announced this new version. It's kind of 3D graphics, all 2D, I think, but uh, sort of a, a new look for the same kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 bucks out now on PS4, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out. And it's very much like a a modern Square Enix game because it uses that kind of font. Mm-hmm. Not the messed up like mobile font for their Final Fantasy games, but more of a generic font. Mm-hmm. And then we got another thing we got announced, Deltarune Chapter 2. Yep. The PS4 and Switch as a free update for the first chapter that had been out for a couple of years now. Uh, uh, it hadn't been that long. Pretty sure it came out like late 2019. That's two years. That's a couple of years ago. Technically, uh, so yeah, yes. You can go grab those uh, on the PS4 and Switch if you haven't oh, yet. It's free still. Both of those games are inc- both uh, highly recommended. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so there's that. Uh, then they have another montage showing off Hot Wheels Unleashed for the Switch, which is out on the 30th, so that's in a, a few days here. Yeah. Uh, surviving the Aftermath, which is a, I think a strategy game or like a simulation kind of game. Yeah. Trying to see if I can get a link here just to double check, because I think it's one of those kind of uh, is there not a link here? I'm just hitting the wrong button. So I'll take it. <laughs> okay, here we go. Launching Windows stuff that uh, I do not want to ever see. Mm-hmm. I, uh, here it is. Yeah, I think it's like a yeah Paradox Interactive game. A follow up to Surviving Mars, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's in the aftermath of the post apocalypse. Yeah, uh, the apocalypse, I guess. Uh, you're in a post-apocalyptic future running uh, cities and that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, there's that. That's out sometime this holiday. No dates. They announced Shimagami Tensei 5 has pre-orders live now, so you can officially give them money for it. You know, it's still out, not out for about another month and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed Wreckfest coming to the Switch fall 2021, mm. which is uh, good luck with that. Because mm-hmm. that is a game that is very graphically intensive. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know how a Switch is going to run that well. Oh, it's going to run terribly. You can just yeah. imagine it. 
Uh, let's see. The Arcade Archives series of arcade classics is getting two new games from a publisher that has, for whatever reason, never joined this series. Namco, uh, Bandai Namco specifically, uh, announcing yep. that Pac-Man and Xevious would be joining the collection. They're $7.99 each. Mm-hmm. So you can check those out if you want probably the the best emulated versions of those games that you can get. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is uh, cool to see, but surprising it took this long for Namco to get on this because Konami's put some of their stuff on there, uh, various other arcade devs. And usually when there's some arcade uh, action going on on consoles, Namco's right up there to put their mm-hmm. same handful of games on it. You get Pac-Man, you get Xevious, you get Galaga, you get Dig Dug. Uh, maybe you get lucky and get a Mappy on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably not a Miss Pac-Man, because that mm-hmm. shit's all fucked. But uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is on here? Rune Factory 5 has a date of March 22nd, 2022. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out. And then they announced the bombshell of the entire showcase that is taken the internet by storm since then. Nobody's been able to really talk about anything else in any sort of capacity with games, except for the Super Mario Brothers animated film that is launching December 21st, 2022. And they revealed the cast, at least for the main characters. Mm-hmm. And it is a doozy. Uh, Mario is being voiced by Chris Pratt. Yeah. Princess Peach. Go ahead. Yeah. As you can imagine, uh, there was um, opinions that have been had about this announcement, uh, namely from people who support, you know, actual working voice actors versus the celebrity voice actor complex. Yeah. Considering the fact that, you know, Mario already has a voice. It's Charles Martinet. He's been the voice for over 20 years. Yeah, though they do not do much in the way of voicing for him. It's not really a character that gets much in the way of lines. I mean, I'll, I'll grant you that, you know, he doesn't really vote or anything, but mostly it's just the way that people were like, you know, it kind of feels, it's like, yeah, uh, I guess voice actors really are that replaceable. I mean, yeah. But, um... Yeah, mostly it was just that, why Chris Pratt, though? Why he, of all people? Yeah, and sort of in all this fervor, he kind of put out a video, Mm -hmm. like, explaining his connection to the Mario Brothers thing, which saying some weird story about how he took quarters out of a wishing well uh, to afford to play the arcade version of Mario Brothers. Which, I mean, okay, yeah, that's that's fine, because, I mean, that is technically how uh, Mario and Luigi debuted after Donkey Kong. So, I mean, it's he's not lying. Yeah. Uh, it's just a very weird story. Then also said, like, he's been working on the, the accent, the voice for Mario uh, for a bit, so... Mm. And did a weird, like, it's a me, Mario, but not in the supposed accent. Yeah. It was like, okay, that's... Like, you're not helping your case here, dude. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm guessing 
he must not be allowed to actually show off this voice until a trailer comes out or something. I don't know. It's just a whole weird fucking situation. Because Nintendo's trying to be so fucking secretive about all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so there's Mario. And then uh, there's a lot of inspired choices here coming after this. So there's Princess Peach, which is Anya Taylor-Joy. Which, okay, uh, that's fine. Yeah, of Queen's Gambit fame. Yeah, and, that works fine. Yeah, uh, there's Luigi, yeah. voiced by Charlie Day. Okay. is also a weird-ass choice. Okay. Which prompted a lot of people to create memes of that weird conspiracy mm. uh, meme from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm. But with Luigi in it. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Bowser's voiced by Jack Black. Seems like a... Works. That totally works. Yeah. Also, that's a dude that has cred in terms of uh, video games and all that. And voice acting as well. So yeah, Yeah. it works. Toad is voiced by Kegel Michael Key. Yeah, from Key and Peele. Yeah. Which is a hilarious choice, because you're like, okay, that guy is one of the funniest people around. Mm-hmm. Toad's not exactly a great voice to have. It's a very high-pitched Yeah, voice. I mean, if you've ever watched Game Grumps, well, you know. <laughs> Aaron Hansen does it all the time. He admits that it physically hurts to do. Yeah, so I don't know if they're going to do that voice or something a bit different. Mm-hmm. But then Donkey Kong is Seth Rogen. Yep. Which is also a that great also choice completely works. Because Donkey Kong doesn't really have a voice. No, he maybe really. maybe like grunts out words on occasion, but mm-hmm. uh, also Seth Rogen's a great choice. If somebody took a a clip of him uh, laughing and put time to the the CG show mm-hmm. Donkey Kong laughing in a very weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, all right, I'm 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 in for this. Mm. Whatever. Uh, so there's that. Uh, let's see. They announced like, some special characters. Cranky Kong, voiced mm. by Fred Armisen. Sure. There's Common. Kamen? I don't know. Uh, voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. Mm. Which I don't really know who that is. Uh, let me look at it real quick. Oh, this is... No... He was in the original Mortal Kombat. He was the voice of Goro. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, did a voice in Lilo and Stitch. Uh, he does a lot of voice acting, so that seems mm-hmm. legit. Oh, he's Beast Man in the new Masters of the Universe show. Yeah. Okay. He's Dr. Hibbert. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I get that. Uh, let's see. Spike. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Mm-hmm. I also do not know that guy. Uh, yeah. Check what he's done. There's his IMDb. Pretty low mm-hmm. for uh, an actor, but let's see. Okay, he's in The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Green Book. Uh, let's see. That's a. It's not too much here. Mm. Uh, some good movies. I don't really know him too much, but. Whatever, that could be cool. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It's not a Spike is not a big time character, so it doesn't really matter either way. Uh, mm-hmm. They also did mention that uh, Charles Martinet would be doing uh, some uh, 
cameo voices, I guess, in the in the sh- in the the movie. Mm-hmm. No real idea what, but uh, so he'll be there in some form or another. Mm-hmm. Still, just like what the fuck is this movie? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be anything other than like a typical animated movie, you know, storyline? You like, is this going to be the Angry Birds? Yeah, where it's kicked off with Peach getting kidnapped by Bowser yeah. yet again, and Mario yeah. going on his quest to take down his various things, but somehow Donkey Kong is involved mm-hmm. for some reason, even though he's not really part of the Mario games mm-hmm. anymore, outside of the weird uh, New Dong City. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. That was that's the thing that rocked the entire presentation. Yep. This halted any discussion outside of the N64 Genesis stuff for Nintendo Switch Online. Yep. So they said, like, hey, let's follow us up with two games that are coming out next year. Splatoon 3 showed off a, a decent bit more of that, including some campaign stuff, which is about what they call mammalians. Mm-hmm. Mammals? Mammals, I yep. I don't know how much these are mammals, because they look like just like... Uh, Squid creatures with fur on them. Yep. So I'm not sure, like how mammal-like they are. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen some odds in this particular installment already. Like we already know that you know we've seen the Eiffel Tower upside down and all kinds of crazy shit. So yeah, you know. I mean, there's there's a cat that's prominent in the first game. That's a mammal. Yeah, he's in the second game too. Yeah, but I'm saying he was in there in the first game. Mm-hmm. Kind of like mammals are gone. It's like no, yeah. you clearly have cats at least. Well, he's basically cons- he's expected to be like the last known mammal in existence by that point in the game. By that by that point in the game, but yeah, somehow. But yeah, uh, you can read this article for more details. There's some new weapons and such. There's like a tank thing you can mm-hmm. take control of and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, some neat stuff. Sell so 4v4 for the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, some neat new music as well, so you can check all that out. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that's out sometime next year. Mm-hmm. And then they ended it showing off Bayonetta 3, finally. Mm-hmm. As people have been begging for for the past year or so. Any sort of update on that game. And I like Bayonetta. Like, people mm-hmm. are speculating it's a prequel to the others because she looks younger or something like that. I don't know. Then there's some mysterious character that shows up at the end of the trailer. Yeah. It also looks like game is maybe a little uh, too ambitious for the Switch at times. Maybe. So, I don't know, but that's supposedly out next year. Yeah. <laughs> there's been a lot of... Uh theories about who specifically this is because if you've played um we're talking about bayonetta now right yeah okay yeah sorry i my mind drifted there for a second yeah if you've played bayonetta one and two you know that the sort of timeline is in this kind of weird closed loop and a lot of people are predicting that this is not the original bayonetta this is actually cereza which is the little girl that you rescue in the first game she has become a witch, I guess. Well, she basically... Well, the weird thing is, Cereza is also weirdly Bayonetta as well. 
it's it's weird. Um, You're saying it's far up its ass, like on a lot of other platinum games. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it is <laughs> pretty much. Um, but the reason most people are saying that it's very much like Cereza is her hair, her hairdo, um, because. In the second game, you know, in the first game, you know, she had the full-on long hair. and the second one, she got a haircut. And the third one, and in this one, you know, she's got the big, huge braids. The braids look almost identical to the ones that Cereza wears. So a lot of people are predicting that this is actually Cereza grown up and taking Bayonetta's place. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's Platinum Game. It's all over the freaking place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that could go... Any number of ways it could be just pure fakery here. Yeah, it could be. I mean, they've totally done that shit before. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's a pretty good way to end it on something that people have been begging for updates on for a long ass time. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I just love the idea that Bayonetta is a Nintendo property now. Like, yeah, Mario, yeah. Samus, you got Fox, and you got Link, and you got Kirby, and holy shit, you got Bayonetta <laughs> alongside all of them. It's weird, but... I'm not mad at it. Yeah. <laughs> and the I first two games are awesome. Yeah. So. They seem to have some sort of deal with Nintendo to... Uh, Sega Nintendo to kind of keep this going. Mm-hmm. At least for this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how this turns out. Mm. So yeah, that's uh, that's how the direct ended uh, with a good closer, but not uh, one of the top news bits mm-hmm. of the show. Yeah. So that Super Mario Brothers thing sent ripples throughout the industry. Holy shit! Yes, it did. <laughs> Um, many memes have been put out there. There's mm-hmm. all people took the the bit from Jurassic World where he's got the 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 raptors around him that he's mm-hmm. sort of you know the alpha on, and changed him with uh, Yoshi, mm-hmm. and changed his clothes to be like you know blue overalls with a red shirt and a hat on, all mm-hmm. that. It's like oh, it's Mario and his Yoshis. You know, I don't think Yoshi was on that cast list. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Mm. know, That's still over 15 months away or about Mm -hmm. 15 months away. So who knows the hell's going on with this movie? Yeah. It is a a mystery and enigma. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the direct, that's kind of the, the show here. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So that is, uh, as if for this week, uh, if for this month, it'll be October the next time we have a show. Mm-hmm. As this fall season continues to uh, smack us around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and remind us that uh, we do not have enough time or money for the various games that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll do our best to talk about them, play them, whatever. But... Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to Brandon for joining me this week. Always. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news. Hopefully 
some substantial stuff. I think TGS is happening, so we might have some more uh, news out of that. But, yeah, feel free to let uh, friends and family know about the show if you enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, feel free to let your enemies know. Uh, they uh, may have a grudge against you, but we have a fair shot of uh, winning them over. Uh, we may have to help your relationships, but you may be able to help ours. So let the people around you know about the show. Yes, please. Thank, thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us. We'll see you all next week. Have a good one.